that sort of looks normal, right? Yep. I just, you know, after the last episode that we recorded, I just, I'm always worried about Final Destinationing with this microphone. Yeah, and I am worried about um, recording a whole episode off of my laptop microphone yeah. instead of our microphones, like a dummy. We're so anxious. <laughs> In I, very odd, different ways. Listen, <laughs> listeners, we record things in advance. You know that. We've talked about it before. But I feel like in the last week, like there was there was that taste of like me losing my god dang mind was coming and it happened. Like all of my plates that I've been juggling and spinning have crashed. The like Greek line cook in the back yelled Opa. Like it's <laughs> it has crumbled around me and I'm still just standing here trying to put out like the fires with my bare hands. <laughs> Oh, God. Speaking of fires with bare hands. I know. Your uh, poor husband. My poor husband. Just kicking off 2024 continuously. Um, yeah, my poor husband has a second degree burn on his arm. It's not pretty. It's healing, though. It is healing. That's good. But it's just been growing skin. Ugh, sorry, listeners. Just growing skin, I think, is the worst process. It's it's gooey it's gross like yeah that like new skin stickiness is a very uniquely like feeling yeah and my knees are still not completely healed like I still have giant scabs on them that I'm like just fall off please and then they're like no and I can't shave there so I got this like weird little patch of hair on my knee it's all right Beth that's werewolf season it's werewolf season it doesn't matter. I'm married, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's got weird burn skin. You can have hair on your knees. It's all right. And then one of my siblings took me out to eat for my birthday, and I went to go touch one of the chairs at Applebee's, and a nail, like, scraped my skin. So I have, like, a nice, like, semi-deep, it's, like, tender still cut on my nail. You didn't tell or, me about like, that. No, I... Well, and it like happened like literally as I was sitting down to scoop my chair in, and I was oh, like, "Oh, no. this is the beginning of the dinner." Yeah, and then you just have to sit there like this, yeah. like uh, above your heart, so you don't bleed out while so, you eat like a burger. I yeah. So we like wrapped it with a napkin, and then I was like, "I should have definitely cleaned that out when I as soon as I got home, and I didn't think about it." And I'm like, "I hope it's not infected. I hope I don't get." tetanus have you scared yourself by watching charlotte's videos from wrestling with her infected finger that she almost died from no do you know about this she got like sepsis because she she got a splinter backstage while filming and she like didn't do anything with it and it got infected and she got sepsis and she almost died she was in like critical care she like had to have surgery on her finger there's just like a big old like hole in her finger now it was like black gross i just unlocked a new fear in beth i saw it happen her little sims diamond turned like red and i saw like a check mark go off (laughs) i wasn't worried about it but now i am sorry (laughs) god yeah just a lot of physical things happening in 2024 and i'm like i don't not on my bingo card not on my bingo card for what am I gonna deal with in the the year yeah I uh my 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 bruises are gone 
The very tiny scabs I had on my knees are gone. My arm is functioning mostly normally. However, there is a corner of my knee that I fell on that whenever I even put the remote, like, tiniest bit of pressure on it, the fires of hell radiate up and down my entire leg. So I'm thinking that's probably not a good thing. But again, as we were discussing off microphone, I don't have time to worry about things like that or think about that. So it's just getting shoved way down <laughs> inside. And um, like in six months when the semester's over, I can worry about that. Oh, God. We'll be doing 5Ks by then. We'll be doing the Shawshank Hustle, yep. and I'll just be like a ball of emotions, <laughs> like for multiple reasons, just freaking out. Like you'll see me run off the course <laughs> and just keep going for his gump style, and she was never seen again. I just kept running. I just felt like running. <laughs> oh, can you please do my favorite line of that movie at the end? I'm pretty tired. Think I'm gonna go home now. Yes. <laughs> I will feel very vindicated as I'm like lagging behind and finally finish and go, yay, I made it. <laughs> I've never done a 5K in the summer, so I'm a and little... it's it is it is slightly more than a 5K, but not yeah, a lot. I'm... It's a little over four miles I'm rather a little than a little nervous over three. about it. You'll be fine. The worst part is that it. It is a very hilly course. Great. So, yeah, there's and there's like pacers. So you can find the like 15 or 16 minute pacer and just like stick with them if that helps you. And like she did like a lot of like walk, like speed walking last year. To But then she would like, all right, we're going to we're going to pick up the pace. We're going to jog like a little bit here because we got to like get back on track with time. And then, like, you'd get to the top of the terrible hill and then, like, start walking again. So, <laughs> and there are people who walk the whole thing. I like There to... are people who are sl slower joggers. There are people who are, like, five or six minute miles that, like, are already running back by the time you get on the actual course. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, during the pumpkin 5K we did, there were people, like, I wasn't at the very end of the course, but I was, like, towards the latter half of the of the people running and there were people that were like just casually jogging to their friends like hey i already did it like 20 minutes ago I'm like yeah, go go away the like best and worst thing is when you're running a race and the people who are like the five or six minute like they're the elites they're the ones who start at right at the starting line have already finished and they're like running back past you with their medal on doing their cool down lap because mm -hmm. <laughs> they're gonna like run the whole course like twice so like it yeah you like see them and you're like cool i am a quarter of the way done <laughs> yeah i keep thinking maybe one day i'll get to and i'm like no probably not beth but that's okay you finished that's so, all that matters right so here's the thing is Peep hi tater tot. We're just gonna, like every time. <laughs> every time today that we hear the tater tot, we're both gonna leap up and run to see if he's about to like take a tumble downstairs to get to us. <laughs> this is great. Setting the vibe. Very scary. So as I was saying, 
people it is literally the way like your body is built so people are either built to run fast for short distances or they are built to run for a long time but not very fast (laughs) and it is very it's like incredibly rare that you are built to do both or that you can do both so that's why you have sprinters in like the olympics and that's why you have ultra marathoners who are doing like 50 to 70 miles like in one go well i did say to <laughs> oh, to our buddy the elf coworker, and I was surprised that they understood this reference because I was like, I didn't know you knew this spooky reference. But I said, listen, in terms of like five Ks, I'm I'm Michael Myers. I'm not the fastest, but I get it done. I mm-hmm. keep going. <laughs> and then, <laughs> what did she, um? They said, but they always catch them at the end. I said, that's right, because the teenagers stop. Or they fall. Or they fall. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but I too, I get it. Like a zombie, I just keep going until my body falls apart at the end. Yeah. Actually, the worst is not, it's not the 5K. It's afterwards sitting in a car for the distance you have to drive home. And then your legs are just like, oh, God, this is happening. That's why I like doing races like I don't like the run Disney money, but I like doing races at Disney because if I've spent that much money, you bet your ass I'm going to go walk around a theme park after I run starting at like three in the morning. So I don't get time to get stiff because I'm I'm just moving. So the lactic acid doesn't like have time to just like, right, you know, settle in there. So. So, yeah, um, I don't have a really good segue into what we're talking about today. I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm I'm thinking let's take a trip around Ohio since we are talking about going around Ohio in okay. 5Ks. All right. Um and uh yeah, let's talk about some crybaby bridges. So hello, welcome to the Lake Erie Library. I I think you just bridged that gap Ooh. into the episode, Beth. <laughs> oh god. All right, that's all I got. Uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> Uh, realizing, looking at, like, crybaby bridges, I'm like, you know, like, other places have one or two, and then Ohio is just so unique in its haunted locations. Um, the one thing our manager always would, like, joke with me about, about, like, so one of the things I do at the library is I present on haunted locations in Ohio, and, you know, she always talks about that meme of like the haunted locations across the United States. And then like, you know, a couple of them have like 10, 20, Ohio is like 180. (laughs) And they're like underneath the the map of this, they're like, you okay, Ohio? (laughs) And so she always brings that up. But I'm like, yes, (laughs) that's accurate for Ohio. I'm like, I just can't tell if we've just had a lot of death here or if people just like to tell ghost stories. maybe a little bit of both i feel i don't know like what are our what are our like ley lines through ohio (laughs) like what uh what is below us (laughs) that is that's a good question we need to become friends with some there's so many paranormal i know some like i could get in contact with them we could be like hey do you want to can we interview you paranormal what paranormal geologists 
They're well. To be fair, a lot of them have like paranormal mediums in there, so maybe I don't know. They that might be too woo woo for us. We're looking about ley lines and stuff like that, right? Yeah, or like yeah. what's what's in the the innards of the earth below us? <laughs> what rocks are making Ohio winds? What hellmouth is open <laughs> below us? Well, according to Joss Whedon, like Cleveland is a hellmouth, uh, the Buffyverse. Yeah. That's because everybody thought it was fun to make fun of Cleveland. That's true. That's true. But yeah, according to Buffy, there is a, a hellmouth in Cleveland. So maybe maybe there's some merit to that. We do have Helltown in Ohio. I call that for different reasons. And we do have in Columbus the gates to hell. The important part is we also have a crap ton of crybaby bridges. Yeah. So... I think before we begin, we should talk about what is a crybaby bridge. That's as Maria says, start at the beginning. It's a very <laughs> good place to start. So I will let you, if you want to dive into the lore, or I can dive into it, whichever. Oh, you better do it because I don't have notes on that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so crybaby bridges are kind of a. When you think of like urban legends across the United States, it's kind of like one of those basic. Uh, I would call urban legends. Most states have some sort of crybaby bridge. The elements to the crybaby bridge is usually usually some sort of ghostly woman apparition and then, of course, some sort of ghostly infant apparition. So as a trigger warning for those of you that have maybe had child loss, don't listen to this episode because that's what most of the legends deal with is stuff about child loss um so usually in the basic legend of a crybaby bridge it's pretty pretty basic formula you have woman who is feeling some type of way about being a mom takes her kid throws the baby over the bridge so you hear the baby's infant cries into the night Usually, if you're on the bridge between like midnight and 3 a.m., aka the devil's hour, and you drive, if you like click your lights three times, or like if you get out of your car and you keep your keys in the car, like those kind of very basic type of things, which I know we've covered some of those with like Gore Orphanage because that like goes with kind of local legends, goes with urban legends. Yeah. So it's the same premise where. You get on the bridge, if you get on there at a certain time of night or on the anniversary of this death, then you will either see, and usually after the woman throws the baby over the bridge, she herself commits suicide. So then they are haunting the bridge because she is so feeling so guilty, so upset over the loss of like her child that she haunts the bridge. The baby is crying, of course, so you would hear the cries and you would hear the wails of the woman or you might see the woman. They're all kind of a spin on that variation. And I do think it's interesting. A lot of Crybaby Bridge urban legends are not, they're not super old. Like they all seem to kind of come about post 1950s like a good chunk of them which i just think is interesting historically because if we think about what women dealt with historically during that time period you have a lot of women who were stay-at-home moms this is post-world war ii kind of the literally the baby boom era where you have 
these women who were in the workforce at one point all of a sudden becoming stay-at-home mothers and maybe not having and that having that nuclear family dynamic but maybe not having the support they need like we didn't know a lot about postpartum depression this is like the era of quaaludes and like women yeah mommy's little helpers mommy's little helpers and having these women kind of like with these newborns but not getting you know they're not living in intergenerational houses or anything so it's not like they have additional help or if they do have help they have like a dis like the nanny is essentially taking care of the kids right and like if once the nanny leaves she's like on her own so i do think it's interesting that like we have some of these legends we have some of these legends and some of them kind of come after kind of this era. So I'm not saying it's a direct association because not every single crybaby legend follows that formula, but a lot of them do. That is interesting. Not to say that we're like, you know, I this also is just to derail that like not all of these locations are real. It's just word of mouth, <laughs> urban legend. Actually, uh, I, I also well is that also maybe just because of like infrastructure like we're <laughs> were we just like maybe building we're building a higher or more bridges after that time because like prior to that was it just like a like a wooden foot bridge where it's like I threw it and it's just a foot away from me looking at me <laughs> sitting on a rock. Um, I would have to look. I mean, I would have to look. I know some of the. Some of the bridges, like, it's hard to say now. And I would say a lot of the locations we're going to discuss today are not easily accessible. Uh, I say this because, one, some of them are used as legit bridges of traffic today. So it's not the type of bridge you can just park your car on and sit and wait at midnight because you're going to cause a car accident. And, dear listeners, we don't want you to do that. We also don't want to be... I heard it on the Lake Erie Library that if I did this, that I could... No, don't blame us, please. We're we're not telling you to go explore these places. We are not responsible for your stupid decisions. No. Disclaimer. Legal. <laughs> um, Lawyered. <laughs> and um, some of these places are so dilapidated that, like, it's not structurally sound for you to go there. <laughs> Like you are going to get uh tetanus and <laughs> and sepsis and die. <laughs> what was that from where it was like everything was just like this will happen and then you'll die. It was like a warning in a like a movie or a TV show from someone's mom. Oh god. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like ringing a bell, but the bell is so deep inside my brain. I don't know what it's from. It's going to come like an hour later from now. Yeah. I cannot think of that right now. So, yeah, I think that kind of covers some of the basics. Like, these are places that uh, there are a lot that exist today. But if you drive over that bridge, you'll probably drive over it during, like, daylight hours. And some of these, there's one that I'll be discussing that they said it happened during, like, icy weather. Well, the bridge itself, if you go on it over icy weather, is not recommended so don't recommend that because it's just the way it's settled in you know half of ohio is kind of hilly because of you know geology and stuff like that and glaciers so when it actually snows down in southern ohio it's not a hashtag good time i did find out actually thinking of uh my <laughs> when i was out to dinner at applebee's and i got st- 
stabbed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Stabbing at Applebee's, just a casual birthday celebration in Northeastern Ohio. (laughs) My waitress was from Southern Ohio in Cincinnati, and I was like, oh, how are you doing? Because we just got a big snowstorm across, well, across the whole state, but like Northeast Ohio particularly got dumped on. And she's like, I've never seen anything like this before. And I was like, oh, and I was like, Are you, you know, do you have like a easy commute to work at least? And she's like, well, let me tell you something. <laughs> and she's telling me where she, I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I can understand why it's like a lot for you. And then she's like, I had to get four wheel drive coming up here from Cincinnati. And I was just like, you know, I have family that lives down there and I just don't think about it being that south but i'm like it is southern enough that like yeah that makes a bit like what what we're like two inches of snow they're like oh my god well we're also our view is like tainted because we are like on the lake so we also have lake effect snow we're in like the snow band region so it's we are used to getting like you know, six inches dumped on us. And then two days later we get the lake effect and it's like another like four or five inches. We're like, yeah, that's normal. That doesn't happen everywhere. That's true. I, yeah, dealt a lot with that with like Oberlin College, like Californians come into Ohio for the first time. Oh my God. One of the girls in my cohort right now, God bless her soul. She's from California. She's this little like 20 year old who's like, I bought an ear warmer, so I'm ready. And I was like, oh, baby, no. I'm going to, like, crochet you a a balaclava or something. I'm just worried about you. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely had, like, Californians. You know when we get that snow in Ohio that's, like, that pellety? Like, it's not good snow. Like, grapple? Yeah, grapple. Grapple Uh, is one of my favorite weird... God, what a nerd thing to say. One of my favorite weather phenomenon. (laughs) Um, they were like, can we go out and play in that? I was like, no, it's trash. It's trash snow. It's not real snow. I was like, just wait till January. Because this was like November, December. Mm, so I just wait yeah. till January. And when you come back from your winter term, there will be legit snow on the ground. And then they came back. And that year in particular, I think we had over a foot of snow mm. in the course of January. So it was just cold and wet and just wintry all the time i i also oh god this is probably just making the worst noise because my phone or not my phone my microphone's like wiggling oh god i made it worse (laughs) um (laughs) stop it stop it okay uh one of my friends is from florida and i remember like her first winter up here in cleveland when we first met she was like so when does the snow when do the snowflakes get like really big and we were like well, like you get some big fluffy ones sometimes, and she's like, "No, like the real, like when you cut them out of paper to decorate, like when do they get that big?" And we were like, "Oh, that doesn't, that doesn't happen." And she was like so sad, but she was like, "You know, like I, f- I felt that that was probably not correct." <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I did realize that, <laughs> but yeah. I just remember she was sort of like flabbergasted by like the snow drifts and things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Snow drifts are no joke. I just like when um 
we have just gone so far off of crybaby bridges and got onto northeast Ohio snow. But anyway, we'll we'll pull it back. We're just really midwesting it right now, you know. Like we got to talk about the weather. To just to just completely like follow that thread now in another direction. Every time I edit our episodes, we midwestern goodbye the end every time. Like we try to sum it up and end it like five times before we actually do. I'm not surprised. So like I just end up leaving it in because I'm like, well, it's appropriate, but. To backtrack now, I love when like it's it's like cold with this the good like packing snow and you step on it and it sounds like a bunch of little farts when you're walking. <laughs> the crunch. Yeah, that's like my favorite. The dry crunch. Yeah, yeah. But we had that. It was so cold. Like we had sub zero wind chills and temperatures for like a week straight, and we got this dusting of snow at that time, which all it really did was then just hide the ice. Yeah. So, I've fallen so many times in 2024. We're not even out of the first month and I've fallen so many times. But it was like the great crunching sound, but it was not good packing snow. And I was just like, what? What is that? This is so weird. I'm not used to this. I'm used to it's a dusting and it's garbage or it's like the fart snow and you could go make a (laughs) snowman with it. But you could not make a snowman with the fart snow. So I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, the snow we got recently, even though it was super cold, was very fluffy snow. So I took my tater tot out for the first time for their first real snow day. And I was trying to like pack the snow and it was like too wet to, it wasn't, no, it was like too dry to it pack. It just wasn't sticking. It yeah. Was just crumbling. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is disappointing. Tater tot had a great time though, would have <laughs> stayed out there. And I was like, I know you're like a feral child. IRL. It's okay. It's all right. So anyway, how about them bridges? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the depressing thing now. <laughs> I'm sure I'll segue off again. Like while you were just talking about the the origin of crybaby bridges, I thought of like two separate unrelated things like that I have had in my life recently that also went with it. Like I just I just reread The Secret Garden. Oh. Because I, like, remembered that that book existed. And I was like, wow, I really liked that book when I was a kid. Like, I'll reread it. Let's just beef up my Goodreads, like, while I still can, like, knock out audiobooks on my commute before I have to start, like, reading my textbook to myself to play it in my car or something. And, like, her parents in the book are, like, they didn't want a kid. Like, her mom was, like, pissed that she had a kid and didn't want to take care of her. So her, like, nanny took care of her and like she keeps bringing it up like my mother was too busy to pay attention to me my mother was too busy to tell me about this and I'm just like wow that no wonder you're like a little cantankerous biatch Mary Mm -hmm. like good thing you and Colin both suck so you can make each other realize you need to be better people and then I saw poor things which, like, the whole plot of that revolves around, like, a woman jumping off a bridge and then, like, a mad scientist taking her unborn baby's brain and putting it in her body so that she's an adult woman with a baby brain, Gosh. like, learning about the world. I don't have a good segue from that. There is no good segue. <laughs> uh, this is what it's like inside my brain all the time, Beth. This is a different type of chaos today. Like, you you could be like, uh, suspension bridge. And I'd be like, 
suspension. Wow, do you remember that one episode of Boy Meets World where Sean got suspended and he didn't know how to tell his dad and then his dad died in the next episode? That was so sad. Man, it was really sad when my dad died. Do you remember when you moved home that summer and your dad died? Oh man, and then you got stuck here and now you're like years removed. Like that's how my brain works. And that's all in like a span of like three minutes. So I'm you're still talking about the suspension bridge. And I'm like, yeah, my dad died. So <laughs> uh, speaking of suspension bridges, though, I was in downtown Cleveland recently and uh, they I just I always forget how many bridges are down by the Cuyahoga River. And I I got stuck waiting for a bridge and it literally it was going like straight and then it turned so it was uh parallel to the river and then it turned back and i was like i don't i don't know why you did that like literally nothing happened like i didn't see any there were no boats or anything passing underneath i was also really cold so i'm like i can't imagine the river is easily passable right now it's probably like they probably have to keep moving them so they don't like freeze up because it's probably not a good way to no i mean and these bridges have been closed a really long time in downtown cleveland because like they were working on them so they just recently opened them and then i was like and i was like man could you imagine like living down here and being like i was late to work because the bridge just was perpendicular. I couldn't get out. I have experienced that before when I worked in downtown Cleveland or like I would try to leave and I, it would take me an extra like 40 minutes because I'd get stopped by one bridge like trying to leave and the there's, flats. And unfortunately there's no like it's all the same. You have to go over the Cuyahoga River so it's all the same. So if multiple bridges are not working correctly there's not really a way like it that's that one route you have to take to get there um but yeah. yeah uh so speaking of bridges i do like bridges by the way like i studied them in school in elementary school did you have in to gate in gate when you built yeah. them out of toothpicks yeah. yes beth i also did that and i like haven't forgotten that i was like man why do i know so much like weird nerd knowledge about because you studied it in elementary school and you didn't forget for everybody like outside of Ohio and outside of our age demographic, GATE was the Gifted and Talented Education Program, which like th- I the criteria was, for that was just like, are you an honor student? But it was like an elementary school yeah. when honor students didn't really exist. So one day a week, we would either go to a different school or go right. to a different classroom in our school and have like a totally different curriculum and for then that day. On top of that, so you'd miss a day of your actual school, so you would have like double the homework plus your gate homework. So it was really just a lot of homework. Yeah. <laughs> um the one so if you guys are into bridges and crybaby bridges, I'm gonna just do a quick shout out to James Willis. Um so James Willis is a local author from the state of Ohio. He does a lot of talks at like different libraries and stuff like that. And like by day, he's a pharmaceutical rep. And by night, he is a published author slash ghost explorer. So he has a blo- he has a book. It's called Weird Ohio. So he like went to all these destinations and like they have a web page so you can like click on stuff. But he also has like a blog 
that didn't uh he's has several other books he has a lot of ghost hunting books out as well and they're they're very well written very like helpful giving both historical context and like this is what people have experienced here extremely influential to me but he has a blog um, called My Strange and Spooky World, and he literally just has a list of all the crybaby bridges that uh, in the state of Ohio that he's found so far. He's like, this is an active list, so if there's more, please let me know. There's other, Ohio, the Ohio Exploration Society said that there's probably a crybaby bridge in every county of Ohio. That's 88 counties. That's a lot of crybaby bridges. We're obviously not going to talk about all 88 because, again, a lot of the urban legends that surround these are pretty similar. But the first one I want to talk about, which I'm sure you probably know about it too, it's like one of the more prominent ones. It's called the Egypt Road Crybaby Bridge. That's Salem. Yes. And so... I love that I just tried to like sign it to you. <laughs> like one, like you would understand what I was doing. And if two, like anybody it. else could see it. <laughs> I was going to say, if you fingerspelled it slowly, I would have been like, oh, yes, that's what that is. <laughs> so this this bridge is no longer open to vehicle traffic. It used to be a vehicle tri- a bridge over a body of water. It is located in Salem, Ohio. There's some different variations to the legend um, with this bridge, but it has the same cast of characters. It involves a young couple and their baby. So the original version of this legend is that the young couple were taking their baby to the bridge for a picnic. Um, The bridge was already closed at this point. Uh, While they were there, they found themselves distracted and the baby crawled away from them. Uh, The couple was alerted to a problem when they heard their baby crying. Rushing to the bridge, they found the baby fell into the water and was drowning. Try as they might, they were unable to reach the baby and the baby passed away. Um, a variation of this legend also says that the mother or wife drowned during the failed rescue attempt. Uh, this version also says that after seeing both his wife and baby, the late husband and father ran into the woods and is never seen again. Or not the late husband, that indicates he, he died. He's never seen again. So it's said, if you go to the bridge, even in daytime, that you can hear the ghostly cries of the baby coming from underneath the bridge. There's nothing you actually have to do to, like, listen to that. You literally could just go to the bridge and then listen for the baby's cries. This bridge is called the Egypt Road Bridge, but it's not technically on Egypt Road. It's off Egypt Road, and it sits on a closed-off portion of the 2200 block of North Egypt Road. So if you're heading north on Egypt Road, the bridge will be visible on your right. It's just beyond a metal beam that restricts vehicles from driving up and down the bridge. It's widely believed that the bridge originally sat on West Pine Lake Road. Once the decision was made to close the portion of West Pine Lake Road, the bridge became associated with Egypt Road since that's the most active road it's on. Um, So if you continue past the bridge and hike a short distance into the the woods, you will eventually find yourself on West Pine Lake Road. It wasn't originally known as a crybaby bridge, but like if you go to, if you Google crybaby bridges on Wikipedia, Ohio has its own little subset, and this is the one that is on the Wikipedia page, except it's a very short description. (laughs) Um, 
so the earliest stories of this bridge didn't talk about a crybaby bridge. They talked about a satanic cult, which I do think is interesting because we talked about the bridge over by Gore Orphanage. Orphanage that also had a satanic. So I don't know what it is about bodies of water and bridges and satanic cults. Like, I guess, dear listeners, if you guys are, if you got any third adjacent things about well, Satanism that you know that like. Not to get like super like diving into this way deeper than it deserves but bridges are sort of liminal spaces that's fair they are like literally a crossover point from one place to another if you are like trying to encourage the idea that someone is committing some kind of ritual and like summoning something from beyond that is also a bridge it's a metaphorical bridge so i think like it's just sort of playing on your subconscious and your psyche of like yeah of course there is a satanic ritual on a bridge because you're just crossing between one world and the next <laughs> um <laughs> good to know i will keep that nugget of knowledge in my brain you're welcome um i don't take copay <laughs> it will be five hundred dollars for that psychoanalysis um, the variation of the ritual so with the satanic cult involved with this urban legend, the one variation of this story that had come about was that the baby was killed by a satanic cult while the couple was picnicking off the bridge. How do you miss that? I, that's a good question. What? <laughs> huh? I can't hear you over the chanting. <laughs> what chanting? I don't hear any chanting. Pass me the rules. The what? All I hear is Latin. Satin? No, it's a flannel baby blanket. Wait, where's the baby? <laughs> like, how do you? Yeah, like, here's the thing. My eyes, I have a tater tie, and they are mobile. Like, they are not just crawling. They are running. I thought you said my eyes, and so then I just thought you were talking about your eyes, like, coming out of your head and that i was like weird what is happening so i anywhere i take my tater tot have my eyes on said tater yeah, tot you're on a swivel constantly yes so i'm just like where is my tater tot what is happening so i'm just like what could be so pressing about this picnic that you're not watching your kid um, well that's the one thing that i i read said that they were having a fight Oh, okay. And so well, they were that distracted. Would be, that would be fair. So again, what do you mean you didn't bring the pastrami? <laughs> you know I hate peanut butter and jelly. It's all we had. I forgot the pastrami. Like, can I just say I've always wanted a picnic basket though, but the but especially like those fancy you open them and there's like cutlery in there uh -huh. and stuff like that. I well, we have one. My family has one, but that's because. My mom used to like collect Longenberger baskets, oh. which is also a very Ohio thing. Yes, it is. Uh, maybe someday we'll just talk about weird roadside things in Ohio. And we can talk about their like headquarters. It's a a giant basket, a giant, but basket. it's a building inside. So we have like a picnic basket with like the it's got the two sides mm -hmm. and the handles, and it's got like a little plaid like covering inside. But yeah, like I, I've always wanted one of those. But that's a, another another talk for another day. 
it's just also a lot of work to put a picnic together. <laughs> I mean, it's also like, you know, when you think of like picnics, like the height of pi- the picnic in the cemetery era. Right. It was like, okay, a hunk of cheese that's not in a refrigerator anyway. Uh, a loaf of bread that is not in a refrigerator. Charcuterie. A, probably a fresh bottle of milk that was just out of a cow that morning. Right. So, like, you don't have to worry about temperature control things. Right. Back then, because that just wasn't, like, on their radar. So, nowadays, it's like, oops, we left the mayonnaise out in the sun for 25 minutes. Everyone has food poisoning. Somebody said that, the er so James Willis said when he interviewed somebody, the earliest he heard about it being called a crybaby bridge was 2005. So, hasn't really been a crybaby bridge that long before that it was more about the satanic cult and there were several references of like haunting of of it being haunted but not like the crybaby aspect of it it's also unique in that it's based around an event that happened in broad daylight so most crybaby bridge stories have the event occurring in the middle of the night and claim you have to go to the bridge at night in order to hear the baby crying however with egypt roads bridge you're supposed to be able to hear the baby cry in the middle of the day. Another urban legend associated with this bridge, but it doesn't actually tie into the crybaby bridge aspect, is that according to legend in the 1970s, uh, some versions are very specific and say, in 1977, an elderly woman was placed inside a cage on or What? I was disassociating a little bit. Like, my brain was doing that thing I talked about. And then it just immediately was, like, yanked backwards by grandma in a cage. Finish. What is happening? Okay. So, an elderly woman was placed inside a bridge on or under Crybaby Bridge and burned alive by the satanic cult. Police apparently wrote up the incident and staked out the area for weeks, but the case remains unsolved. This is literally just an urban legend. No direct evidence has come out. And it's like, yes, there is veracity to these claims. What a wild urban legend. That's like a sentence I would never have even put together in my brain. That an elderly woman was put in a cage and burned alive. Yeah. Yeah. That one's pretty. Not one that I would normally do. What did Eunice do that pissed them off so bad? throwing bibles at him obviously they're a satanic cult you know it was just like she like kicked their dog because it like pooped in her yard and they were like that's it get get the satanic robes out <laughs> get the incense oh, and now i'm just we're going full wicker man i'm just picturing like an old like lady very akin to you remember that movie with um Oh God! Uh, Vision, Paul, Paul Bettany as an angel, Legion. At the beginning of the movie, with you have the old lady who's like, she seems kind of pleasant, and then she like drops the c word, and you're just like, whoa, 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 what is happening? Pump the brakes, because she's like, your baby is the spawn of Satan. I hope you burn in hell. And you're just like, ma'am. And then she turns into like that weird demon thing. Yeah, that? it's been a long time since I've seen that, that movie. One. Is wild. And I gotta be honest, I really only saw it because of Paul Bettany. Pa- well, and the other guy, what is it's like I think his name's Kevin something. He's like really tall 
and he's got like a very distinct face okay and so he's just always like hey we need like a tall henchman goon guy to fight people and he's like yeah my schedule's open so he's in the movie <laughs> like i think that's why i saw it but the other similar like character in in a horror movie that i think of is in the happening oh with marky okay. mark i have not seen the happening because that's a sh- um, m night Shyamalan movie and i was like mm, this looks it's an M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie, yep. and um, parts of it were filmed in Philly while I lived there, <laughs> very close to where I lived. And they, at one point, are at, like, this woman's house, like, in the suburbs, and um, they're sort of, like, seeking refuge in her farmhouse. And <laughs> she has, like, lemonade on the front porch, and she does not offer them any. And, like, one of the kids is looking at it, and she's like, you and my lemon drink (laughs) (laughs) and like that's oh so i'm picturing like a lady like that living next door to like very unassuming like satanists and then like she just keeps doing stuff to piss them off and then like that's like the yeah like she doesn't like trim the dead branches off her tree and they keep falling in their backyard right right and then like the final straw is like she kicks their dog or or her dog comes over and shits in their front yard yeah, and, and she like, refuses to clean it up. They're like, yeah, get the robes. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least they sacrifice the lady and not the dog. That's, yes. Priority. So the one thing that did happen near this crybaby bridge that is very real and very tragic is in October of 2010, there was a burned body of a 60-year-old woman, Artis Bauman, who was found inside a van which was parked right in front of the crybaby bridge. This was originally listed as suspicious, and then the coroner would eventually declare, come on, man, this is just suspicious. The coroner was finally like, no, this is definitely a homicide. As of today, it is still open. It's still an open case, and no one's been charged with the murder. Bauman did not live on Egypt Road, so there's no connection between the bridge and the murder other than it was a isolated place to put the body in a van um so uh something to consider you might encounter the living rather than the dead uh, <laughs> out on this bridge i'm sure that old i'm sure you know miss bauman is probably haunting that bridge trying to figure out who burnt her body what a legend man like you up there on my lemon drink <laughs> there's also God, there's a lot of legends in this Crybaby Bridge. Uh, there's a stories about a murder-suicide taking near the Crybaby Bridge, um, mainly to attempt the bridge as being cursed. I don't. I, I feel like we're good. I feel like we're good. We don't need any more legends for it. So this is based sort of on fact. Is in August of 2012, 47-year-old Greg Hensley got into an argument with his wife Tracy. The argument. Uh, culminated with Greg shooting his wife to death before turning the gun on himself. This took place at 428 Egypt Road, which is about three and a half miles away from Crybaby Bridge. So there's nothing to suggest that the connection was between, like, that the bridge made them crazy and caused them to, like, do this. Um, But, you know, how rumors like to circulate. It makes for a juicy story. Um... But most people today are like, stay away from the bridge. That's where the cult lives. 
<laughs> the cult lives under it, like the <laughs> like troll and like the billy goats gruff. Um, and that if you go there in the daylight, you'll hear the babies crying. So this would I would say is a more prominent like area for Crybaby Bridge. I think there's just been a lot of very tragic, isolated incidences that have happened on this road that, like the legend of Gore Orphanage, people are taking kind of, they're taking the little bit and making a mountain out of it. So, and it Isn't makes for that a good, how it always happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're just making it to be good campfire fodder, right? Like who wouldn't want to hear a, this is probably one of the safer crybaby bridges to go to in the daylight because you can at least see what's happening. But it's also dilapidated and you can't really walk on it. So I would say, dear listeners, if you are like really, really intrigued about going to this, just you got to be careful and, you know, don't stay there too long because if there is a satanic cult that lives under, I want to see you in a cage being sacrificed. Now I'm just thinking of it's going to be like um, Tucker and Dale and like it's they're just minding their own business. Like they're there like cleaning up trash or something and people see them and they're like, oh my God, it's a satanic cult run. <laughs> and they're just like, no, this is just my high visibility litter pickup gear. <laughs> And I'm carrying this big sharp stick to stab paper. And they're like, he's brandishing the sword of Satan. Run. <laughs> and then they like accidentally run and like decapitate themselves. It's, officers, it's been a real doozy of a day. <laughs> what an excellent movie. So good. We'll talk about that someday. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So one down. We got like, you know, how many other more to go? <laughs> I wish I could remember exactly which website I was on, but there's one where it's literally like you can search by county oh. in Ohio for all of the like hauntings or like things like that. And That's it'll break fun. it down by like city in that county Ooh. with links. I'll find it. If I find it, I'll link it in the, the show caption notes, whatever. But I went through there and was just sort of like bookmarking some of them to come back to later. And a lot of them have like very similar stories, yeah. but the Palmer road crybaby bridge, which is in, it's in Mercer County. It spans the St. Mary's river. They have like multiple stories linked to that as well. Lore wise. It's just known as their local crybaby bridge. Like Beth said, pretty much every like County in Ohio has one. And one of their stories is that I just hate the word. My brain is so broken. The wording of this just makes me think he's like just yeeting the baby off the side of the bridge. Um, one story says that a man threw his baby over the bridge and killed his wife. Jeez. Another states that a man killed both his wife and baby before hanging himself from a tree at the bottom of the bridge. Oh, okay. I do know the story of this Another bridge. one says that a family was under the bridge when the devil himself showed up, killed them, and took them all to hell. Which, listen, that seems a bit excessive. Like, Mr. Satan, I'm sure Mr. Lucifer, Mr. Beelzebub, <laughs> Asmodeus, whatever name you're going by, Steve, I don't know, just... Just ask them nicely if they want to come with you. Why do you have to kill them to take them? Without, like, deliciously. Like, if you just were like, hey, you don't have to pay your mortgage or credit cards if you come to hell. I'd be like, 
well, like, what's the party situation? And am I <laughs> am I gonna be tortured, or do I just come down there for eternity? Because like, I'll come down there and like, what do you need like data entry? Like, I could make a spreadsheet for you. <laughs> Mr. Satan, do you know your schedule is very overbooked this week in February? Listen, Lucy, I made you this nice Excel sheet data sorted by column B, A to Z, of all of the people on record for you to torture this week. And I think that, you know, like, we should revisit some of these. So maybe just bump old Hitler back up to the top and then push the rest until Wednesday. I've color coded it by level of torture and ring of hell in which they are located. <laughs> I don't want to say like, call me because if I get a mysterious phone call, I'm going to freak out. So re- regardless of which of these legends you believe in, it says that if you stop your vehicle on the bridge, you turn off your engine and lights, you roll down the windows, you'll hear a baby crying, which like, is also probably just a loose branch in a tree or, like, a fox. (laughs) Um, After a few minutes, a ghost will allegedly appear and move through the hood of your vehicle, disabling it until it is pushed off the bridge. Rude. Unnecessary. (laughs) I can't afford my car to not work, by the way. Right? like Like, why do you have to F with my car? Like... I don't, I don't got, you know, a couple thousand dollars Absolutely to get, like, not. you know, the transmission or, the, or my God, even a battery. I'd be like, no, I don't have, The like, ghost shows up and he's like, I took your catalytic converter. I'd be like, we're fighting right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw a shoe through your so head. So what happens when, like, all these people who've been stealing, like, the Kias and the Hyundais because they watched a TikTok video, like, get there? Do they, like, fight the ghost? Does the ghost just give up because they're, like, they're outwitting the ghost because they've already hotwired the car? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the ghost is like, hold on. Oh, they're gone. Never mind. Just wait for the next one. So there was an investigator who was in the area one evening and decided to give the ritual a try. He followed the directions. He waited for something to happen. And after a few minutes without hearing or seeing anything, he was just going to give up and tried to start his car. And it wouldn't start mm. until he pushed it off the bridge. So after that, he like arranged a more official investigation with um, OES, which I don't know what that stands for because I didn't write the answer in my notes. Uh, Ohio Exploration of Spirits, I think. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, because I think I have them. No, the Ohio Exploration Society. Okay. So there was an official OES outing in October of 2005. I think I've had them at the library, actually. Nice. So they, like, followed the directions. They turned on their audio recorder to see if they could get any EVP. And after a few minutes, they turned the car on. Zero problems. Just drove off. I'm just kidding. It's orbs. To be fair, all of the ghost hunting acronyms sound very similar. Orbs was who was at the library. All right. (laughs) When they played back their audio, though, they had recorded EVP immediately after turning the recorder on, and it sounded like a woman yelling, I will not deny my baby. Followed by a cry. And it was so strong that it 
recorded over like the investigators opening remarks like they were talking and it just completely was heard over their voice they have gone back numerous times including like a daytime trip in july of 2006 and they took some pictures but that was the only time they got anything and they haven't been able to duplicate their results interesting but also spooky and sad that's so sad yeah so it is um palmer road bridge is located on palmer road just south of dutton road in mercer county so they're all like not off of like a highway or easy to get to um which is probably good and bad. Moving on from there, uh, I we're going to visit, I like the name of this one. It's uh, Rogue's Hollow Crybaby Bridge. Also listed on this uh, crybaby is the Gore Orphanage, which we've talked about that, I think. I think we did because we talked about the satanic cult. So. We did. Um, Hold on. Be- before you go on, I have to get this off my screen. So... <laughs> Hold on. Where did it go? Hold on. Okay. Um, uh, Anyway, back to Rogue's Hollow. I'm going to cut that out so you guys have no idea what just happened. (laughs) So this one is... Oh, God, foot cramp. (laughs) This one is in Doylestown, Ohio, and this one is a vehicle bridge over a body of water. So it is, I think, still drivable. doesn't say it's not, so I would say you can still go on it. This is the one I was telling you about that's icy. So the legend has guard it. Guardrails look very precarious. Yeah. I don't think they're going to stop much. Uh, so the legend has it that there was a family, including a baby attempting to cross the bridge when it was icy a crash ensues resulting in the death of the entire family it's said that when crossing this bridge especially when it's icing uh will result in hearing a baby cry most people that go to visit it are told that you have to visit it when it's icy but it's a very small bridge it actually kind of reminds me of the bridge that uh, our twisty turny road yes it's kind of like a one lane situation. Like you shouldn't have multiple cars on the bridge. I also hate that in engineering. I'm like, why do you only make one lane bridges? Why couldn't have you widened this just a smidgen? What were you doing? I get maybe it's like probably like the where the embankments, support, yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, and maybe cars were small. Cars were smaller back then. However, like, do me a solid. It's very scary driving on a one lane bridge pitch darkness so it should be pointed out this is a small bridge that sits on the road and it's pretty far down the uh list of roads to clear during inclement weather so it's on like kind of an off the beaten path side road as we were talking about see we're bringing it back to winter weather as we're talking about winter weather we know that with snow plows and stuff they always hit the main roads first they never hit the side streets and so this is in not only a side street, but also a one lane bridge and also kind of a twisty turny road. So we're telling you, you know, better left unsaid, better left to just legend. Like maybe don't attempt this because we don't want you crashing your car into the body of water or, you know, 
skidding on any ice. Like, we're just trying to keep you safe. So this is also one of the most referred to as, like, the Crybaby Bridge in Ohio. So Doylestown is, like, the other more famous Crybaby Bridges in Ohio. Uh, It's been around the longest, and people have been referring to this Doylestown Bridge as the Crybaby Bridge since, like, 1985. So it's been around. This legend has been around for, you know, 40, almost 40 years. So it's located on Gale House Road between Rogues Hollow Road and Hamton, Hamton Town Road in Doylestown. So if you're coming from Hametown Road, the bridge crosses over Silver Creek just before you reach Chippewa Rogues Hollow Nature Preserve and Historical Park. In terms of any other like notes or facts about it, like it's hard to consult people on it. It's all based on legends. Trying to look at notes to see if there's anything definitive with it. Like there is a book called Rogue's Hollow History and Legend. Nothing is said about like crybaby bridges. It does talk about ghostly activity taking place near a bridge, including a headless horse that the devil himself liked to ride, but nothing involving a baby or death or crying. So as of like, you know, James Willis was collecting data on this. He doesn't have any like local legends from it. It's just one of those like urban legends that people pass around. And it, it's a crybaby bridge. And this one is often tied in. There's a mill nearby. And so it often gets tied in with the, the mill, mill and things with that on the weird us mm-hmm. site about this one it's it's mentioned that that area was also outlaws and gangsters hid out there because it was like kind of away from everything right. else and so like you know the sheriff isn't going to come hunt for you there it's too icy yeah and so there were regular shootouts around there and people were often robbed at gunpoint by like bandits and things like that so it some people speculate that like a lot of these stories were just to warn people away from that area because like more than likely you were going to get like mugged if you went down there so they're like, we'll just scare him away with this ghost story instead. But look, yeah, we're not denying that people may have ghostly encounters. Like, who are we to d- d- deny? Like, we've had spooky stuff happen to us, too. But yeah, um, we're just saying that there's his for historical context with this bridge. We don't have it other than like we know that it was by a mill and that like there were unsavory characters that were by this bridge. Yeah. On that same page, they talk about the like abandoned mines and things around Rogue's Hollow, which is so weird given the like next episode we're going to record when we finish this. Um, But yeah, so like a lot of the things that are tied in with the, with the bridge have to do with the, is it Chidester? Chidester? C-H-I- C-H-I-D-E-S-T-E-R family. Laney in the land. Where are you at? Help yeah, us help out. us, Laney. I guess that's a family name and not like a city name, so I don't know if she's got anything on that, but a lot of the stories involve them or uh, abandoned mines or open mine shafts or <laughs> the gray lady in the hollow road, which there's a story on here about. There's also apparently the road that this bridge is on has a pretty steep hill. Um, somebody on Reddit was posting about crybaby folklore in Ohio, 
and they said they grew up like a, a mile away from this bridge. They said the story that they think they heard was that a mother threw her baby into the creek off the bridge and you can hear the baby crying. Specifically, they recall the legend is that you can hear it the most on Halloween, which like, of course, they never went down there on Halloween. But there is also a story about how that like very steep hill, which is dubbed West Virginia Hill. Apparently, West Virginia was the steepest place all of us Ohioans could think of is their comment that it's it's closed all winter for safety. And the legend that's tied with that is that a hayride pulled by a tractor tried to go up at Halloween and it slid back down the hill and killed people. Ooh. And they that's were like so sad. Yeah, and they were like I can't find any sources for this. It's just what I remember hearing as a kid. But apparently they have a Rogue's Hollow Festival every year that has a 5k. Oh. <laughs> So what you're telling me is uh, the Lake Erie Library might need to make a field trip. Maybe. Dear listeners, if we do this in the fall, <laughs> just just hope we update social media. And if we don't, like, come look for us because a us. gangster got us. Yeah. And not the fun kind, like the great movie ride at Disney to take it back to that earlier conversation. Yeah. Where it's like some underpaid college intern in a gangster uniform or like a cowboy bandit uniform hopping on the ride halfway through. Like, we probably actually got mugged or yeah. I fell and broke my leg. <sighs> Another Crybaby Bridge, which you can still drive over today, is called the Philo Crybaby Bridge. So this is, again, a vehicle bridge over a body of water. So it is drivable. It's not closed. Um, there's multiple legends associated with this bridge, but the most popular has nothing to do with something happening on the bridge itself. So according to legend, three small children were playing in the Muskingum River near the bridge when they decided to venture out and explore the small islands near the center of the river. That pronunciation of Muskingum was so smooth, Beth. Thank you. I'm impressed. Um, fun fact, my dog is from Muskingum County, Aww. so... <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure how he got to uh, a few counties over and whatnot and through the dog rescue because we rescued him. But yeah, so he's a country boy. So they decided to venture on the small islands in the center of the river. Sadly, they never made it to the islands and all three drowned in the river. In this version, it's said that people reported hearing the ghostly sounds of the children crying and screaming for help whenever they crossed the bridge. There's some variations to this legend, um, both which are kind of closer to what we think of as a traditional crybaby legend. Um, and one, a teenager is babysitting his infant brother and then decides to drive his brother out to the bridge and murder him, throwing his body into the water. That's real dark. Another variation has a teenager driving across this bridge when his infant brother with his infant brother, and they're both killed in a car accident. Both variations include being able to hear the ghostly cries and screams, but the car accident version adds ghostly crashing noises. <laughs> is it just is it just a ghost there like <laughs> 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 
He's like a Foley artist ghost. He's got like some symbols and like a hubcap that he spins. The little like like a crash a crash box yeah. full of stuff that he keeps shaking like cars hitting. Uh, <laughs> good lord, we are so sorry to any I'm, that are if this is affecting anybody. I'm picturing like Casper's uncle type oh. ghost. <laughs> Like, not a person, like a weird white blob of a cartoon guy hanging out on the side of the road, watching it play out and doing the Foley sound effect. (laughs) Um, And then there was a thunderstorm. (laughs) Oh, no, here comes a horse. (laughs) He just... Wait. Oh no, the aliens are here. <laughs> I just I want with the horses, I want like the coconuts to hit the actual passerby that's like driving through and like you just like your window's open because you're trying to listen and you have a coconut thrown at your head and you're just like what what? <laughs> this is a temperate zone. <laughs> um you can just literally go over this bridge. Either you can walk or drive. If you're walking, please be careful. Again, coconuts might be flying, um, but you should. You can hear it day or night if you cross this bridge, apparently. The bridge crosses the Muskingum River and is located on Bridge Street, which connects the Old River Road 6 to Circular Street in Philo with Water Street and Main Street in Duncan Falls. There is some actual research and historical context to this story, um, in 1953, on the afternoon of June 30th, 13-year-old Larry Moyer of Philo was swimming in the Muskingum River at the old Philo Beach with two friends, Robert Haynes and Sidney Holland. At some point, the Moyer attempted to reach one of the small islands in the middle of the river when he disappeared below the surface. When he didn't resurface, his friends attempted to find him and then rode their bikes away from the area in an attempt to find help. When the village marshal arrived, he jumped in and eventually located Moyer's body approximately 100 feet from shore and 12 feet of water. Um, Now, Moyer's tragic death is not directly related to the bridge itself, but the specifics in the Moyer event that pop up in the Cryberry Bridge story with the kids swimming in the river and an attempt to reach an island in the middle of the river. Um, Both variations involve this teenage boy as well so it would reason to stand that the moyer death was the basis of the original crybaby bridge story as well as like changing it to a teenager in the variations over the years a somewhat happy ending for larry uh moyer is his death brought about change and as a result of his drowning the residents of philo as well as duncan falls realized that the current the currents of the Muskingum were far too dangerous for people to beat the summer heat, so they came together and raised funds to construct a swimming pool that would serve both communities. So that's kind of a nice uh, thank you, uh, James Willis, for looking that up and yeah. finding that. That's kind of a nice ending to a very sad Crybaby Bridge story. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty on par for most things in Ohio, though. We're like, oh, sh- shit, people died. I guess we should fix this so it doesn't happen again. That's yeah, ninety percent of anything terrible that's happened in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, and and it's not just Cleveland; it's like the entire nation's like, 
oh yeah we don't want to be those guys silver bridge all over again it's like oh i guess maybe we should like federally regulate these things huh hmm maybe yikes got any got any other ones that's all i got all right um well i have like a whole other like list of them but again uh i really feel that if I don't want to say once you've read one, you read them all, but there is, there is a lot of overlap. And I think that it's not it's not even just like crybaby bridges. It's a lot of people on that same Reddit about crybaby bridges were like, yeah, this is all just like it's like La Llorona, La Llorona. Like it's all that same sort of like right grieving woman, lost child, water right tick the boxes we see all the same things right i i always think about when i think of crybaby bridges i remember you know there's always local legends so it's not like i didn't hear about them but i think about the the first season of supernatural is really good about like eric kripke's like urban legends you want them i got them i'm gonna do each episode episode of the week what urban legend are we tackling next so it was like when in the first season they do like a crybaby bridge sam and dean find like a ghost woman and they solve her like murder or i don't know i think it was a murder that sounds right but yeah i always think of that episode for it and i'm like thank you eric kripke for giving me all these uh different uh crybaby bridges and bringing them together um that crybaby bridge where there was like the um like the really she was the really like goody two shoes girl in town and she fell in love with that um like no good ne'er do well that hung out with all of the carnies outside of town there were outsiders and then um he went to jail and he got a teardrop tattoo under his eye <laughs> and there was a lot of singing <laughs> And Johnny Depp was there, and so was John Waters. <laughs> I had you in the first half. You I, were like, "What is she talking like, about?" Okay, okay. As soon as you said teardrop tattoo, I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and he looked a lot like your husband when <laughs> when he was younger. Fair, very fair. That's not a real crybaby bridge. That's just the movie Crybaby. Crybaby, which is a good movie. <laughs> Very fun. Thank you, John Waters. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, like, there are there are definitely more. These are some of the ones we picked out are, as I said, the more prominent crybaby bridges that some are some you can visit, some we would not recommend you visiting. Uh, there's, you know, there's definitely more where that came from. If you are interested in reading about more crybaby bridges, um, that website was literally the Ohio Exploration Society's <laughs> website. Um, so you can go to the Ohio. Yeah, it's, Exploration. it's OhioExploration.com. And then if you click on their paranormal tab, it will it it just lists everything by county and then it breaks it down by city in that county. And you can just like click on the links. So I think I first found it when I was looking up Punderson. Oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, wow, let's save this one because there's a wealth of information here. And then um, again, if you want to look at more, uh, 
James Willis has My Strange and Spooky World, which is a blog he writes. So he said a lot of his uh, research doesn't always fit into the books he's writing, but he needs a place to like organize it slash have it. So he literally created, he has a year's worth of content on this blog. So if that's something you're interested in and he breaks down the crybaby bridges into what's the legend, what's the ritual you have to do, not ritual like, I'm going to smoke some sage. Oh, like <laughs> time to get out the robes and the incense. Yep. Gladys's dog <laughs> crapped in our yard again. Um, But just kind of like, do I have to turn my car off? Do I have do to? Do I stay in the car? Do I get out of the car? <laughs> right. So he does try to test them. He also looks for like local like commentary. So especially for um, the one on Egypt Road. There's a lot of people who like want to talk about it. You so- can also check out the Weird Ohio books yes. from your local library. Yes, they're excellent. I have a I have a copy that's signed by James Willis himself because I, I've met him. I, I was there one of the yeah. times. I, we were at a I conference. Am, I am... Went to a panel. So bad at interacting with people <laughs> that I am a fan of. I just so awkward. It's it's just because you just genuinely are excited about other people. I I'm just like, you were so great. I don't know what else to say. Please don't take this weirdly. Like I'm just a really big fan, and not in the misery kind of way. Just in like the. <laughs> James Willis wakes up down here. You shoved him in the ghoul door. <laughs> Slenderman's in there to keep you company. I gotta go upstairs now. Remember, I'm your number one fan. <laughs> you haven't written a ghost book in so long. I'll come down here one day and he'll just be like, help me. Get me out of here. And I'll be like, my guy, I ain't got time. <laughs> Sorry. Figure it out on your own. <laughs> oh, But yeah, I just, I'm, but I'm really bad at like interacting with them. Like as, as we both Jill's recently joked about, like, I just, I'm Ralphie when he's like talking to Santa and he has one shot to like smoothly pitch what he wants to talk about. And then he's like, oh, and then they're like, you shoot your eye out, kid. And then he gets pushed out. But that's me. All the time with celebrity sighting. The only time this has worked out in my favor was when I took one of my siblings to their first like convention and we met Sean Patrick Flannery. And I was like, all right, I'm like a little starstruck, but like this is my sibling's first encounter ever with a celebrity. So I'm like, hey. And because I was talking up my sibling, like I wasn't starstruck because I was like trying to smooth it. And then. Sean Patrick Flannery jumped over the table and hugged my sibling. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Come on. What, what about Beth? What about Beth? Come on. No bless yous for Yakimo. <laughs> no bless yous for Yakimo. I was like, you know, I want a hug. I, I set this up. What is this? Right. I, uh, I don't really get starstruck. I've yelled at Lorelai Gilmore because she was legitimately doing her job filming a movie outside of my Thursday night bar and I thought it was a student film um I also in Philly I think I saw I was grocery shopping with my roommate and um we were we grocery shopped at Reading Terminal Market and 
So there's like the produce section and then there's like the butchers and we were waiting at the butchers for his like, I don't know, chicken sausage or whatever he was buying. And I turned around and at a stall like two over, um, Neil Patrick Harris was buying a soft pretzel and his now husband David was with him, but they weren't married yet. And I like looked and I recognized him because I was real deep into Doogie Howser growing up. <laughs> um, and at that time, I like loved how I met your mother and he had just hosted the Tonys. And I, I got like a little like, oh, I really don't want to bother him because nobody else is noticing him. But I really also feel like I should just like tell him like I like I believe in giving people their flowers like when you can. I'm like, when am I ever going to like see right, him again right. to be able to tell him how great he is? And then uh, as we walked out, I just opted for very quickly uh, leaning sideways in between them and going, (laughs) hey, I'm a big fan of How I Met Your Mother, and I thought you were great hosting the Tonys. Have a good night. And walked away. And he was like, wait, come back here. What? Come here. What? No, come here. What is your name? And so, like, I had a nice conversation with him, and that was nice. And then... um, later I like saw things online of his interactions with people that kind of soured me on him. So I don't know, Neil, the ball's in your court to win me back over again, I guess. But um, Neil Patrick Harris, please listen to our podcast. Or don't. I don't care. Like I said, it's on you, buddy. You could win me back. My student loans are this much money. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Um. just wrapping up like thank you for joining us on this strange and uh unusual journey that is from the beginning of rocky horror picture show and twin peaks on a journey both one well a journey both wonderful and strange which i use a lot i'm like thank you david lynch which it's i think it's his birthday yesterday so happy shit now we gotta redo the whole episode Um, <laughs> I love David Lynch. I his chart's weird. Like he could be a. Did Capricorn. you do his birth chart? No, other people did. I oh, didn't have I was to. like, how do you know what time he was born? Um, it's just he is that just information David Lynch puts out. I was born at three twenty-five <laughs> p.m. Um, in this hospital. It's I forget how people. I don't know. People are weird on the internet, but he like. Could be a Capricorn, but could be an Aquarius. Like, that's how, like, the degrees are so... And I'm like... That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So, yeah. Um, But anyways, thank you for joining us on this uh, humorous I gotta be honest, I didn't think we were going to fill this much time on Crybaby Bridges. I didn't either. Yay us. Yeah. Most of that is me being an asshole, but... Deviated a little bit, but that's okay. Well, you know... As I said, a lot of them are very similar in terms of, like, you know, how many times do we have to talk about dead babies, which I can't believe I'm saying this, like, on a podcast as, like, an asshole, <laughs> but how many times are we going to talk about yeah. this? Like, like, you know, and as our listeners, we, we talked about, like, what, four or five of them? Like, our listeners, like, we get it. We get it. We yeah. understand what this means. There and again, like if that's something you're interested in and you just want to read that like all the variations on that story, there's the Ohio Exploration page, there's a whole Wikipedia page about it with links. There's if you just 
type in crybaby bridges ohio on reddit there's a huge thread on there with everybody's like personal anecdotes about what they experienced or didn't experience there and i guess if you have time to kill and you feel like visiting multiple counties only in a kill day, time only kill the time don't yes. kill people um <laughs> you can visit these places and see for yourself you know i hopefully you won't be disappointed um uh, <laughs> Hopefully you don't get mugged, but also hopefully, hopefully Satan you don't, doesn't kidnap you. Yeah, hopefully you don't get murdered too. So, yeah. So I think that's a good, good wintry start again. And yeah, if you're gonna journey on these, don't don't do it in the middle of like a snowstorm or something. Be smart. Be yeah, safe. and also just in general, read that sign that says caution bridge ices before road because yeah. that's a real thing. Yeah. Man, I was when I was driving to campus the other day. It was like terrible in the morning and I made it over this one bridge that I drive over three times a week, both directions. And I guess about like 20 minutes after I did that, there was like an eight car pile up and I heard the like 911 calls where you can like hear the girl being like, I'm on this bridge and I just, and then she just starts screaming and you hear like impact sounds and the 911 caller's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? And it was because like cars just kept hitting other cars that had already crashed. And I was coming home that day and I was all put out because I went to get in like the express lane and there were two stadies like blocking off the road. And I was like, ah, what is going on? I want to take the fast lanes home. Why can't I go over there? And then I got home and watched the news. And I was like, oh, they literally just cleaned up a huge accident. Good job, Britta. Everything's about you. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yes, please stay safe, dear listeners. And uh, once again, thank you to our spooky sponsor for being cool. Thank you, spooky sponsor. And uh, check out our social media page. We are on Lake Erie Library at Instagram and uh, Facebook. We're getting a little more traction on Facebook. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Foley ghost. He's back again. <laughs> Get me a, a cookie sheet to shake for the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the future, our Patreon's just going to be us making like ASMR, like weird Foley noises. Who let that bird in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh hi r2d2 <laughs> jesus christ get us out of here yeah. um so yeah uh hope you guys are having a great day and uh stay spooky friends <laughs> <laughs>